Hey, it's Josh here. Just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. This is going to be episode seven of the Game Rage Music Podcast. And before I forget, like, comment, subscribe. Go to our <laughs> channels uh, on Instagram at Game Rage Magazine and also on TikTok, same thing. And if you want to follow, go on our website, www.gameragemagazine.com. And we appreciate everything in terms of that. So now, today we have a couple, a couple things. We have a very special guest on today. And which is the first time we've ever done that, which is pretty, pretty sweet. Secondly, we, uh, we, our topic today, I think is gonna be very interesting and I'm very much looking forward to, you know, getting into it. Okay. And firstly, before we get started though, I just want to know, is there any updates or are there any updates to Jocko Watch 2023? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the numbers just keep going up. They went from, uh, I mean, it's been probably close to a month now that uh she's had her first single on right. spotify and I'm, I'm only looking at spotify not to say that apple music is not yeah, important yeah. or anything but uh she went from 400 400 unique listeners to 120,000 uh, at the moment so that's pretty that's pretty good that's a pretty large increase yeah and i think her her social media went from well, let me just check uh at one point it was at 8,000 this, uh-huh. I think this was like prior to her releasing uh, music, and now let me see real quick. I, I'm, I'm trying not to like create dead air. No, it's cool. Well, while you're doing that and looking that up, I will introduce today's uh, very special guest, and I will say that she is. You know, Adam may be the the verifiable expert on finding new music. I'm right? not. I'm not an expert, dude. No, I just like music. He, I just he's <laughs> he's, a, he's a verifiable. <laughs> new music machine all right in terms of finding it all right yeah now Just don't call me an expert okay that, sure not, I'll, okay yeah. I'll, I'll walk that back he's he's a he's a verified i'm an enthusiast <laughs> new music machine all right he can find it he can get it it's it's amazing me not so much i'm the opposite but today we have someone on that's actually a legitimate technical person technically proficient maybe even an expert i don't know we'll see what she says i wouldn't go that far <laughs> she is technically proficient in music, whereas, you know, we just are consumers of it. She is a performer of it. And that is the greatest 
guest we've had so far. I'm not saying that just because you're the only one we've had on, and also because you're my wife. But uh, <laughs> but she is definitely the hottest person that's been on this program. I can tell you that for a fact. And it is my oh, beautiful shit. and amazing wife, Katie. Let's all, let's all give her a hooray. Hooray. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> all right. So r- before we before we get into it, Katie, why don't you uh, tell me about your tell tell me and Adam just briefly about your musical career, I guess, as as it would be called. Oh gosh. Well, right now I'm a third generation for my family. Uh-huh. My grandmother taught music in a junior high school, mm-hmm. and then she was also the director of the Crystal Cathedral with Bob Schuller before it was the Crystal Cathedral. Um, my grandmother died before I was born, but mm-hmm. my mom was raised up in music. So my mom had a lot of music ability. Uh-huh. I started singing, I think it was a third grade. Uh-huh. I had just quit dance because uh-huh. I didn't like it. <laughs> and when school, we had to sing the national anthem. Yeah. And my third grade teacher actually went up to my mom and said, she has talent. You need to get her music. So my best friend, childhood best friend was in a choir and I didn't want to go and I was mm-hmm. mad at my mom and yeah. she forced me to go to my first choir practice and I uh-huh. sat in it and the director looked at me and goes get in here and I haven't looked back since so since then I've been involved mm-hmm. I grew up all throughout up into high school I was in choral programs and then I ran my own choral program at an elementary uh-huh. school for several years and now I am the director or assistant director for a children's choral program and I am an adult choral program Okay, so you've got a lot of experience in performing vocal, you know, chorale. What what is that? Not chorale, that's not the right word, but chorale type singing, right? Yes, performing. I always say, not to toot my own horn, but I've always said I'm pretty good about hearing a voice, and I can tell you exactly what they're doing with their throat, where it is in their chest, how they can improve it, how they can't. You know, I've always been a kind of a technical mind when it comes to that kind right, of stuff. Yeah. So I kind of pride myself in ability of like, okay, I know to make it better or worse, you need to do this or move it down this way or lift it up this way or the posture this way. Right, right. Kind of okay. like the technical aspects of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. So like I said, you're you're a very technically proficient person when it comes to I mean, music. Like so, think so, so just I I had said it a couple episodes back about what you had told me about Jocatine right. specifically. But mm-hmm. can you tell me because obviously I can't do it justice because I just don't. I'm, I'm well, not, hold on, hold on. Do you okay. understand uh music I wanna say it's music theory, but you understand scales like major scales and minor sure. scales. Mm-hmm. And uh uh see I don't know the other stuff as well because there's there's like um trying to think well that's i guess that's i guess we'll leave it at that for now because i can't i don't want to i don't want to hold it yeah, yeah let's just say that she understands music right on on the technical side okay. yes yes yeah. okay yeah. so what do you so what is what are your initial you've heard the the jocketine the single that mm-hmm. was released or that she played right which was right. the one where she was it was some kind of a live-ish type performance right that's the one we talked about so you've heard that so what did you think hearing that for the first time Okay, well, let me pause real quick because this yeah. is all new to me. I don't know where I'm supposed to look. Do I look at the screen? Do I look at you? It's no, weird. you can just. I'm having look a conversation I mean. with a big yeah, fuzzy thing in front of me. It's, it's kind of weird because we're because we're because we're looking at like <laughs> I'm looking at the screen, but I'm having you a can, conversation. You can look wherever, wherever. Yeah. You don't want to look at anybody. It's fine. It's yeah. really weird. Um, so I heard her. I thought she had a fantastic voice. I think she's very unique. Yeah. Um, she has very, if to me, almost of Janice Joplin. And I'm totally blanking on her name right now. It was Amy Winehouse. Amy, it, yes, yeah. Amy Winehouse and Janis Joplin had a baby. Mm-hmm. I love Janis Joplin. I love unique voices in general. Yeah. Because I think music anymore is so cookie cutter. 
and so just done by a studio and so auto-tuned. It just doesn't do anything. So any kind of unique voice like that can really be a voice of a generation. If you think back in the 60s and 70s, who do you think of? You think of someone like Janis Joplin, especially for a female voice. Right. As you know, one of my favorite artists of all time is Hart. Yeah. And, you know, Ann Wilson just has this powerhouse voice, but it's not cookie cutter. And that's what really drew me to her, to Jacatine is, mm-hmm. I hope I'm not butchering her name. <laughs> no, that's right. You no, know, it's a very, very interesting voice. Um, I think she has nothing but pure potential in front of her. Mm-hmm. The only thing I noticed was that her vibrato yeah. was a little bit just, and almost felt a little forced. And I thought vibrato could be a little bit more fluid, but she's also what, 16? She's 17 now. 17. Yeah. She's young. She's a baby. So yeah. Technically, in those years, your voice is still developing. Her voice won't be fully developed until she's in her early 20s to begin with uh-huh. because the vocal cords are a muscle and they grow and they contract. Right. So I'm really interested to see how she's going to be when that voice matures and when she has a lot more just really, what's the word I'm looking for, more experience under her belt with uh-huh. it and the fact that they're not auto-tuning the shit out of her. Can I swear? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're not auto-tuning the shit out of her, which I appreciate. Right. She's not your typical insert pop star here. She has a voice that's really gonna, to me, transcend the different generations. Anybody from any generation or genre of music that you would like, I think she has that tone that can draw you to her. Right. Okay. No, go ahead. You want to ask her a question? Yeah. So, uh, I understand what vibrato is, mm-hmm. but what, what what could you say about vibrato itself? Like, what is it? The best and easiest way I can explain it is, you know, everyone knows Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. So when you go, the, oh, it's yeah. just that moving of your voice. Now, the older you get and the more mature you get, you're going to get a natural vibrato because your muscles, your vocal cords are a muscle and they're going to get weaker over the time. So if you listen to someone like Ann Wilson, you'll hear when she's holding on a, a sustained note, uh-huh. there's a little bit, almost like a bounce, like a bump. Like a waver? A waver is a good yeah. way to put it. Like a waver, a waves really in the music <clears throat> and that just comes naturally with age. Um, a lot of young stars like Christina Aguilera, Kelly Clarkson, a lot of them kind of force that vibrato, which is a different tone and I still really appreciate and I really like that. Yeah. I just noticed with hers, it was just not super smooth, but it's a very difficult thing to do. It's not going to be something that you're going to do right off the bat. It's going to take time. It's going to take practice. And it's really going to take those muscles forming. Yeah. So I think she has amazing potential. I'm really, really stoked to keep an eye on her. Okay. So so in terms of that maturing of the voice that Mm -hmm. you were talking about, what... What do you think? Do you, is that something that could be good? Could it be bad? Could it could it change the way she sounds? Is that is that a possibility, you, I guess? I mean, it could be, but I don't think it'll be in a negative way. I uh-huh. think if she continues to sing while her voice matures, it's just going to get better. Okay. It's something, think of like a prepubescent boy. It's the same exact right. thing. Your voice is going to go from low to high or from um, high to low. Right. It's going to go through a change. Girls go through the same thing. That's why like high school choral programs, you're getting, you know, pushed around quite a bit. So if she continues to work while her voice is maturing, it's only going to get better. I don't see it getting any worse. Her tone and who she is as an artist isn't going to change. It's really just going to be, she might have, be able to go lower. She might be able to go higher. Right. Her transitions, her vibrato is going to get smoother. So I really think it's going to be, think of it going to the gym. You're working out those muscles and you're new. And the more you do it, the more you do it, the better it builds up. It's going to be the exact same thing with her voice. Where where is she in like the register? I'd have to listen to her again. Um, If I remember correctly, I'd say she's probably like a mezzo-soprano. 
Is that what you are? Yeah. Yeah. So mezzo soprano. So she's definitely a higher tone. Yeah. Um, which is difficult to do. And especially the more you mature that voice, if she keeps working on that, she's not going to lose that. Mm. But then she can also work on. So when you're singing, the higher register is going to come up. I don't know why I'm pointing because no one can see me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to go up almost into your nasal cavities. You're uh-huh. going to go up into your nose. And that's why tendency, if you get too high, it can be nasally. You have to learn how to push it up to your face, but not forward. You have to push it back. Right. Same thing with your lower voice. It's going to be in your chest. And you have a tendency to swallow that sound. Oh, okay. And that just comes with a lot of maturity and work and growth and practice and training yeah um but i think she's definitely higher and i didn't hear any kind of nasally aspects in her at all so she definitely has that good base to her that she can be up in a higher register but not force it and not be nasally she has like that natural higher register right uh you also uh and i don't this isn't like this isn't a knock on her because we just don't know we don't know what this song means. We just we just know that it's a song that they released. But Correct. you said at some point she was hitting, she, she was going flat at certain points. Mm-hmm. And that's in the vibrato. That's all in the vibrato to me. And throughout the entire song, she had an amazing, amazing pitch. It's when she goes off and tries to do the vibrato that I heard it fall a little flat. Hmm. And that's, again, just going to come with time and practice. Vibrato is not an easy thing to do. When right. you go for, because it's literally bouncing around notes. Uh-huh. So you don't have a sustained note that you can hold on to. You're wavering. It's like a wave. You're bouncing up and down. So that can be difficult to do. So if you're trying to go up to something and you fall a little flat, that's normal. That's just going to take time and practice. And usually yeah. with vibratos, the interesting thing about vibrato, like a forced vibrato like that is every time it's different. So whenever she performs it, it's not going to sound the exact same she did as her single. Because a vibrato is much more fluid than that, so to speak. Oh, okay. That makes that's, sense. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. very interesting. To what, what do you What do you think about uh, the choice to go with the piano ballad for the first uh, official release of her uh, music, I guess? I think it goes exactly with her brand. She's not your typical pop star. She's not going to come out here and do commercialized, easy to understand bullshit. You yeah. know, she's going to show that she has a very soulful voice. Very, very soulful. Again, reminds me of someone like Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin had this very, I mean, she was deep, but she had a deep, gravelly, soulful voice. You feel her voice inside of you. Right. And that's how I feel with her. I don't think she's your typical cookie cutter. So if she had come out with something cookie cutter, to me, it would have been boring as hell. Yeah. That's not what her voice is. Her voice isn't going to be a pop star cookie cutter. It's going to be this soulful, meaningful voice. And that's what she needs to run with. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think me and Adam and I kind of talked about that before. Where yeah, we definitely, I definitely think that they don't. I don't want to see her go down that bullshitty, poppy, you know, hit me, baby, one more time type no, route. Exactly. I, don't, I, mean, I don't think she will. I don't think so either. But like my perfect example that I use with something like this is I was a diehard Maroon Five fan when I was in high school uh-huh. because they were very indie. They were very soulful. They had this tone and the way the lyrics was, and it wasn't poppy. And they just got so overly commercialized, so much more auto tune, and it just took everything of who they were and took it out. Mm-hmm. I don't see her going down that route, though, because her voice isn't that route to begin with. So I think that's what's going to make her stand out. There's a million and one pop stars, but there's right. only so many that have that soul. Hmm. Uh, so my my theory is that they're going to... If there was any chance that she was going to release a debut album, it's probably going to be like five years down the road. Uh, just because I think she's 17 now... I'm like, okay, she needs a whole, she needs at least like five years. Cause that's a whole 
that's a whole thing to hit like you know being your teenagers and then going transitioning over to adulthood i guess theoretically right. into is she classically trained do we know i do not know okay. about that okay that's that's another thing i don't know about her is that um she could just be doing this all off of like raw talent right and and i'm like wait where's do we know anything about like i don't understand how somebody like her can go through her life i don't know like if her teachers because you were talking about your own experiences where uh you were able to sing at a young age right Mm -hmm. and your teachers knew and they're like you should get into you know something some kind of music some kind Mm -hmm. something music right right so the same thing for her i'm like why why not to say she didn't have that already but Mm -hmm. she's in high school and i'm thinking you know, why, why did they take so long <laughs> for her to... But it also could be a maturing thing. Yeah. It really, really could. And honestly, not everybody who tries makes it. I did a musical in high school, and uh-huh. we had this amazing vocalist who could hit notes like a shutter glass. I mean, mm. she was um, Kristen Chenoweth. You guys know who that is? No. She was Glenda in Alphaba, the original Glenda. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Glenda in what? Alphaba, uh, from Wicked, I'm sorry. Wicked? Wicked, the, yeah, musical, the musical on Broadway. Uh-huh. She sang next to Adina Menzel, who was Elsa. Uh, but Kristen Chenoweth is just known for these high-hitting, glass-breaking notes. Yeah. And this girl was the exact same way. And she actually made it to the top 20 of American Idol. And she was, I think, 16. What stopped her was because she wasn't what the industry wanted. And... So it's hard to break into. She had a powerhouse voice. She had tons of classical training. Yeah. But because she was more conservative or because she wasn't size two, insert reason here, no one ever took her seriously. So that could be with her too. It could be her voice is maturing. You know, she might just wants to be 16 and 17 and get through high school. She might need a little bit more training under her belt. But that if that's her debut album, I am stoked to see what comes out of it. Yeah, uh, damn. Oh, you got you got questions. No, go ahead. Um, I'm drawing blanks right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's while you're while you're drawing. Go Jacketine. Woo. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think we can all agree that we're we're gonna be watching and seeing I'm where be following her very very yeah closely. where this goes. And, oh, I I know where else to oh, go. All right, good. All right. So another thing is, uh, she is writing her own music. Love. At, yeah, she's writing. Her, she's writing her own music, but she's working with uh, somebody. I think I presume is her manager slash producer. Okay. So I, I don't know if it's like this guy is helping her out and supplementing whatever she writes, right. or they're co-writing together. But um, that's the other thing I was thinking about as far as the debut album is that she she needs to wait until to, until the point she's twenty one, maybe just so that she can develop. All the, throughout those years, from mm-hmm. seventeen to twenty-one, to write good songs, and it like it's going to take a long time. Not everything is going to be great, so it's like you know you want you want to uh, you want to develop her in that way. But also, she's going to be turning, going from from being a young teenager to adulthood. So who knows what like life experience she's going to go through? Oh my in that god, regard. the difference between me and seventeen and eighteen is astronomical. I yeah. mean, this is everything in life, and I think she has a lot. You know, she still has a lot to experience. And I also feel like with her kind of voice, you don't want the stuff that could just be pushed out today. Yeah. You know, insert algorithm here, insert catchy, hit me baby one more time. No offense to you, Britney Spears, you were my first concert. I love you, you're I, a goddess. Oh my, yeah, dude, I love her, dude. Like, I still listen to, what's that one song from, I think her third album, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, shit, the, 
Gimme More? Gimme, cir- gimme. Is that from Circus? <laughs> I think so. No. Oops, I did it again was my favorite was concert, so uh, I'm not hating on her. I yeah, grew yeah, up with her. She's my idol. Yeah. But with the kind of voice that Jacqueline has, she can't do that kind of music. She needs to have something that's going to have a meaning to it. Yeah. And I think that's also going to just come with age and experiences over time. Uh, so uh, I don't know if Josh sh- showed you the other song that she did. No, of course not. Okay. I don't well, even know if I see it, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, her submission for uh, some, uh, well, it's not just any uh, Australian radio station, it's Triple J. It's kind of like the equivalent of what uh, like K Rock would be Ooh, here. Right. I listen to K Rock every morning. Yeah. Go uh, Allie and Klein. <laughs> uh, so she premiered this song on this submission that she did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. How, how do you feel about Gnarls Barkley? Do you remember their music at all? The name is ringing a bell, but I can't pinpoint any music. Right the, the, co- the cover song. The, they did a cover of um, Crazy from... Yeah, that's... Uh, I think you're crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you can ask Joshua this. I can sing you any lyric to any song, but I will never be able to tell you like the name of the song. Okay. Anything. All right. Like I can sing the song until my, but I will never be able to tell you. Yes. Yeah. So how I do you, like, how, how I do you, like them? Okay. What would you think? Because that's what Jocko Teen kind of deed. deed. <laughs> that's what. Deed that. <laughs> that's what she kind of did for her first. Sub- she did a cover. She no, it wasn't a cover. It was something that sounded like Gnarls Barkley. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'll have to show you afterwards to yeah. see what you think about it because I thought it was interesting for her first official release because mm-hmm. it, it, it is like drastically different to have something like that, which is you know more towards Gnarls Barkley versus a piano ballad, which is more Adele. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is cool because there's two. This, this is like a spectrum of sound over here, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's going to be so many more things in between because I've seen um, she she's done like a three song set for Triple J, the Australian radio station. So I'm thinking, well, yeah, she's going to be all over the spectrum as far as like music goes, and I I, I like that. And mm-hmm. one one thing I really enjoyed was that in her the second song in her set was from well she ha- she sampled this artist named Toots and the Maytals, which is like this reggae. Uh, a rock steady band that's everybody like knows their name and stuff. Okay. And I was telling Josh, I'm like, this, this wouldn't be cheap for them to, to sample, to license it. Yeah. To sample that specific artist mm-hmm. because, um, well, I mean, you got to pay people to use that music. Right. Right. But, so, uh, that's why I thought like she had money behind her because they were using that sample. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, but I also thought, okay, cool. Like, She's 17 years old and she likes Toots of the Maytals. So that's kind of cool that she's incorporating that into her music. Mm-hmm. And and just judging by her having this kind of eclectic mm-hmm. s- spectrum of songs that she's... The two songs that she's released, I'm like, this this is very exciting. And uh, it shows her range, too. Yeah. And and one thing, not to... I don't know. I am, I'm a raging little feminist at heart. And, uh-huh. um, you know, one of my favorite autobiographies is by Anna Nancy Wilson. And they're big to me idols their their voice and for a woman to break into the industry who is not your typical pop star it's gonna be difficult you know i i really feel in musical history men are celebrated for differences women have a lot harder of a time breaking through for that so i think she has that raw talent she just needs to have that gumption behind her she needs to realize like she's gonna get a thousand no's before she's gonna get a yes and once she gets that yes she's gonna blow up yeah. And I think, you know, going off of everything, she needs to find her inspiration. Like, 
part was really inspired by Led Zeppelin. And to the point where when Led Zeppelin was inducted to the Hall of Fame, they're very well known for not liking people covering their music. Heart covered Stairway and Kashmir for Led Zeppelin as they entered the Music Rock Hall of Fame. Yeah, they also, they themselves, I think also... You know the John F. Kennedy Award thing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Led Zeppelin, got, I think, got inducted and, yep. and Hart performed. It, yeah. I had the, the really big honor of seeing them perform live with my late mother, and it was a moment I'll never forget. But they drew inspiration from that artist, and I think right. that's what Jacquetine used to do, too. Or Jacquetine? Jacquetine? Yeah. I Jacquetine. don't want to be disrespectful. Oh, no, it's all right. Um, she all needs good. to find out who her musical inspiration is and really draw from that, because that's really going to help her down the line as well. Yeah. But she's going to break some glass ceilings. She's going to have to wear shoes. There's going to be some shattered glass around her. The only thing I worry about here is that, uh, do you know about the 27 Club? No. Uh, Tell me more. <laughs> oh, man. It's, this is this one. This <laughs> He's one. rubbing his hands oh, together, yeah. people. I'm scared. <laughs> I, told, I, told jo- I told Josh about it. It's, uh, and nobody knows why this is the number, uh, if it's just a coincidence, but Amy Winehouse died at 27. Oh, Kirk, yes. Kurt Cobain died at 27. Mm-hmm. Uh What's his name? Uh, John, Jim Morrison died at 27. Yep. All uh, of the musical greats. Yeah. I think uh, that guy, Mac Miller, died at 27. I see. I think there's another one that I'm thinking of. Uh-huh. <sighs> not, not to say that's going to happen to her, but uh, I'm also very concerned that she's 17. And when you see a prodigy like that, it usually doesn't end well. Like Justin Bieber uh, with his parents like his uh, like janice joplin was 27 years old when janice joplin there you go yeah. i knew it i was like i think janice is on there but i don't want to sound like a dipshit yeah. yeah no janice joplin was also 27 i think that was also a different time back then too to get that kind of music required not required i shouldn't say that but back then a lot of those artists were indulging quite a bit let's just put it nicely yeah um and i think if she keeps her pure of heart that she has but keeps it with that soulful voice i think she'll be okay i think she comes from a good family too at least from what i can see uh her brother not that i know who he is or anything but uh i mean you're not bfs with him now uh yeah he's in the comments he's like oh yeah go sis or whatever i love that and and his mother her her, rather her mother uh is also very supportive Um, no that's huge yeah so i'm like that's cool but you know just it's just scary because she's 17 and you don't know if what she's going to be thrown into like just the industry with with girls like you know place dude like industry's a terrifying place yeah with like britney spears like you saw how her parents kind of uh well, you know that whole situation. Yeah, free Britney. <laughs> Hashtag free Britney. I got you, babe. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think that's the thing, too, that she's going to look at. If she walks in the feet of Amy Hinehouse and Janice Joplin and all of these greats, is they've paved a way for her and they're also cautionary tales. But look, they only live to be 27 and we're still talking about them. Mm. So I really think if she follows, you know, I'm in my mind, I'm picturing like a muddy path. And there's footprints from where all of these artists before her have gone. Yeah. And as long as she stays on that path and steps in their footprints and heeds their warnings, she's going to do great. Yeah. No, I, I think that's... Don't get corrupted. Don't get yeah, corrupted. Huh, Drugs yeah. are bad, kids. Yeah, man. That's, <laughs> and that's, that's what sucks about the whole music industry in general is it is it is very much associated with that type of lifestyle. Partying, Sex, right? Like drugs and rock and roll, baby. Right, yeah. And, and if you're young and getting into it, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, geez, there's so much potential for things to go bad. Well, yeah. But also just the stupid societal standards of having to look a certain way or act right. a certain way. You know that Janis Joplin was actually mistaken quite a t- few times for a man. 
she was voted like the ugliest person in her high school yearbook. Like she had so many bullshit societal standards put upon her. Yeah. And from what I've seen from Jack, she's beautiful. She's not your atypical beauty, but I find beauty in uniqueness. And I think she's gorgeous. She's exotic. She very much is. I don't, I, I know that's a, I don't know how people take that term exotic, but, uh, she's not your typical wasp. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of wasps. (laughs) They're boring. But, you know, what I would find interesting, and I don't know lick about, so I'm not even going to comment on it, is the American versus the Australian music system and how, you know, what it would be like their standards out there. Would she not be a unique sound? Is she a unique sound? You know, I'm, I'm curious to see how a different, really constant yeah, that's, looks that's at everything. Yeah, that's something that we, we've kind of discussed a little bit is just, because as Adam had said, oh, when he had posted something about a song, it got blocked in certain countries, but in the United States, it was still allowed to be posted. So right. that means they don't have like any kind of deal well, yeah, think about for the it. U.S. yet. So we were like, okay, is they're not that interested right now, or they haven't set it up yet for this worldwide deal. But how does the Australia? Because I feel like if you're in America and you get signed to a label, it's like worldwide rights immediately. It's it's you like would think, but you know, my mom has <clears throat> my late mother uh-huh. um, has this friend. And she's huge in England. Mm-hmm. And now she lives in Ireland. And she's huge in Ireland. Like, yeah. pop star says she's not a pop right. star. She's more of like a folklore singer. Uh-huh. Um, but she's huge. And she just never made it in America for insert reason here. Right. But yeah. she's massive over there. She's very well loved. Well, People um, come to come see her. That, that isn't. And I don't think that's a terrible thing. Because sometimes, right. like, um, like Metallica never had a number one hit on the, like oh, the, that's like true. the yeah. Billboard charts. But their their fan oh, base is, like. Worldwide is insane. Yeah. yeah. That, like, sometimes it works out for the better in that case. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, uh, the dude from Baywatch, David Hasselhoff. He's, Hasselhoff. He's, he's, like, in Germany. He's, Ew. like, a huge. He's, like, a huge Ew. pop star in Germany. But, <laughs> obviously, his, his shit doesn't go sell here. So, yeah. you know. Ew. Why, why do you say yeah, ew? Why do you say because ew. ew. <laughs> don't make me get into it. You got to listen to it just for the sake no, of No, I don't have to listen or see anything that man does ever. No, right. thank you. All right. Uh, well, I don't know if I have anything else to add yeah. about Jocotine. That was just kind of like a Go little... Go Jocotine! Uh, Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. yeah. so Jocko, Jocotine... Ha- this first half of the Jocotine podcast has now been completed. So yeah. now Before we move on, uh-huh. I just have to say one more thing. Uh-huh. Hashtag Free Britney. Oh, okay, Hashtag right. Free Britney, all okay. Right. Yeah, well, we, we can get behind that. So... I mean, I guess that kind of moves into the next topic. What we wanted to talk about um, is is music and politics, or music and political stances. Dun, I guess, or, I even, or even like societal stances. Societal stances, yeah. And and how over the years, you know, because Adam and I were just having like a brief conversation about it prior to, and you know, it, it's interesting to see certain bands or certain artists that thrive on that, where that's kind of like their whole gimmick is, oh man, they're like super political or they're super, I don't know, against the man. Like, okay, uh, I guess a good example would be uh, Rage Against the Machine or System of a Down, right? Mm-hmm. They're very, you know, anti you know, right wing kind of government stuff, right? I still can picture in my head when the um, Rage song, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. And there was a bunch of uh, people with Trump flags Mm. dancing around to that song. And I don't think they realized the contradiction that they had there. I I guess it wasn't meant for them, right? That's not, that's not the music. But then you have the exact opposite too, where there's a lot of bands with pretty raw talent that are being discouraged because they're very right wing or they're quote unquote bootlicker, as you would call it. Right, yeah. I mean, Five Figure Death Punch is probably the opposite end of that that left wing spectrum, right? They're they're like the right wing kind of version. I don't know. I don't know anything about them. Oh, oh, I love Five Finger Death Punch. Oh yeah. Well, so 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 yeah. So you've got 
both ends of the spectrum where mm-hmm. those I mean System of Down obviously is huge 500 Death Punch is obviously huge they, mm-hmm. they're both arguably political type of music is what they put out it's very politically charged I guess you could say and they're on both ends of the spectrum and yet they're obviously doing just fine so they are maybe the exception to the rule where I kind of think that sometimes if like a smaller artist or somebody takes one of those kind of stands, oh man, it could, it could negatively affect their, their, their stance or whatever, you know? I have a perfect story for this Uh and you know my obsession with this song. Yeah. Um, it was before she died and why can't I think of her name? Um, the lead singer of the Cranberries. I'm totally blanking. Oh man. Yeah. I I can't remember her name, but yeah. I'll I'll look it up in the meantime. Cranberries was going to do a collab with Bad Wolf. Yeah to release a new version of the song Zombies. Right. And this song makes me chilled and cried. I'm a big rock fan. Yeah. I like classic rock. I like hard rock. I like metal. I, I like rock. And I heard, and they were working on it right when she passed, and then they wound up releasing the song. And it is fucking incredible. I yeah. love this song. But what I found interesting is they never really took off. And they're an incredible, incredible band. I was following them because I was so excited for them. To You're talking about Bad Wolf or whatever. Bad Wolf. Yeah. Well, I found out apparently the lead singer was an, like a rabid Trump supporter. Uh-huh. So they actually kicked the lead singer out of the band. Oh, so then they had a political issue within themselves. Within themselves. Because I've heard, because have you heard that song? The 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 remake or whatever cover, I don't know what it is, of Zombie? Oh, it's amazing. You have to look it yeah, up. Yeah, it's really, what, what's her name? It. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's Neil Quinn. Is it Neil Quinn? Let me see. It doesn't sound right, but I could be wrong. But anyways, so they have they had a a, a tiff in amongst themselves Correct. politically, and it it basically sounds like it. Oh wait, no, man. Okay, sorry. It's is it Dolores O'Riordan? O'Riordan? Yes. Okay. The, that was the the first one was the, okay. Yes. Yeah. All right, all, right. all right. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So the song actually released in January tw- or I don't know what month I should say that in 2019, and uh-huh. they were working on a collab together when it came out. Like I said, I was following them very closely. I was obsessed with the song. I still really am. I, yeah. It's a great, great. I'm not a huge fan of covers. Yeah. But there's something about the same thing. This guy just has this unique, soulful voice that really, really drew me in. And then where I was like, why are they not getting bigger? They're incredible. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it just, they had a political differences within the band and kicked them out. Well, I would you, would you guys be open to a question? Yeah. Yeah. All ahead. right. So what, what are your guys' opinion on a band or even like if you were an artist, if you were an artist, uh, would you take a stance on something, whether that's something you feel personally attached to? or have a personal investment in, or would you just be vocal in general about whether that's like societal problems or that's political problems? Uh, what, what say you on the matter? I'm going to let Joshua answer first because... So, well, okay, so for me, right? Okay, so being someone who, I don't know, I guess creates things also kind of, right? I look at that as if... I can insert maybe my own opinions or my own commentary on society, right, into something like a, a, a movie or a game or a song or whatever, right? I don't see, I don't see any issue with that. I think that that can can help drive a narrative and, and kind of in with 
music is kind of storytelling, right? Correct. A yeah. lot of it's it's like a it's like a version of it. So I want to hear a song and feel something. Right. And so if you just have and this is maybe what we were talking about earlier about the poppy type deal, those songs don't really mean anything. They're not really about anything. That pop, that's what to me the poppiness is. But right. if you've got something And let's pause with <clears> that because yeah. no hate to pop music. Right. Pop music is a great industry. There's a lot of really great songs, a lot of great artists that's come from that. It also takes yeah. a lot to make a really great song. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Pop, yeah, there's like, there's yeah. a lot that goes Absolutely. into it. Yes. Like I'm Queen not, B. Yeah. Like we're not gonna right. discourage Queen B. No. Hashtag free Britney. If, like we got all that. If that's your if that's your way and i don't ever want to be and i'll just clarify it and quantify it with this i don't ever want to be taken as somebody who is stifling artistic expression because i whatever your art we talked about I've, we've listened to some weird shit the the 100 gex is some weird ass shit but you know what i support them because it is their version of their artistic expression and i want everybody to be able to to express themselves however they feel in whatever way possible now Sure, if your opinions are in the minority and they're like not really liked that well, then you're it's probably not going to help you to do that. You're going to be polarized. Right. But if that's what you want to do, like it's like being true to the art, right? I guess that's kind of what it is. You know, if if this if your version of this song has to have you talking about Trump or I don't know what whatever the issue may be, right? <laughs> I have a song playing in my head. Um, Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> if you have that in your heart right then just that, that that's what you got to put out and that's what you put out and i don't think that you should be discouraged because you're not a popular opinion or you're not you know in the mainstream i guess right that's kind of the beauty of i guess just america in general right we can say what we want here and that's what you should do if if you want to put out a message put it out but if you're trying to like you know attract an audience or try to sell shit or make money or make a living doing it then you do have to take into account okay do i want to split my audience do i want to but polarize again, myself right people do music sometimes just to get a message that's out true. and to, that could be their whole niche that's true. That's but what true. about you what about if me you, oh, if you were if an artist. i was doing it yes i i would i would put it out if i had something that i was really you want a message i wanted to put out or like a stance that I wanted to take on something, yeah, man, I would do it. I wouldn't care. Fuck, you know, fuck the cost. To me, putting it out there in front of people is much more important, and and getting it across like <laughs> of what I think, I guess, right. And now then then because uh, the, there are sometimes when you hear people right and they say, oh, I just want to hear this song. I don't want to hear what you think about fucking you know whatever political you know stance. And and yeah, to a certain extent, I guess I get that with some people's entertainment. But man. You, you, it's a spectrum, right? You got to take it for what it is. Yeah, you're gonna get some entertainment, and then hey, you know what? You're also gonna. I have I have a pulpit. I have a fucking a platform. You're gonna have to listen to me talk about some shit that I want to talk about. All right, that's kind of how it's the way I look at it. So yeah, to answer the question fully, yes, I would. If I had a stance that I was felt strongly about, a hundred percent, I would. I would do. I would use it. Do okay, it, put it out or whatever. What about you, Katie? I mean, don't at me. Don't at me. <laughs> don't at me. Okay. Don't hate me. Um. People who know me well know I'm crazy, psycho, little liberal lefty heart, bleeding Uh heart lefty. And I absolutely would use any platform I have to promote that. Um, I'm not really a big fan of separating the art from the artist when it comes to certain things. Uh Um, Personally, me... I don't What do you mean by separating the art from the artist? Like, what do you mean by that? Um, Like, a perfect example would be J.K. Rowling. You know, she's come out as a turf. Wait, what's turf? Uh, basically people against trans. Oh, so they like don't like trans people. Correct. 
Uh, is, that, is that like a term that they use now? I can't remember what the acronym Man. is for, and I could be butchering okay. it, but right. basically she's anti-trans. She's anti-trans. She's anti-trans. Sure. Okay. So a lot of, you know, that fandom and things like Five Faith or Death Punch, I was a huge, huge fan of them. Mm. And to find out that they're very bro the other side right, is right difficult wing, yeah. for me to appreciate. So I, I really do think that if you have a platform, you need to use it for good. And if I had that platform, I would absolutely use it for my opinions. Because yeah. in all honesty, if I have a platform and I want to express myself, I don't want people on the opposite side of the spectrum. Now, we all have freedom of speech. We all have the freedom of this. You know, I can choose not to listen to anything that's crazy right wing or mm-hmm. homophobic or anti this or anti that or anti LGBT or you know anything like that. I right. have that choice. Just like other people would have the choice not to listen to me if they are those things. And I don't want them to. That's not something I would want a fan base of, personally. So I think done correctly, it can be a powerful tool. But even if you do things presumably correctly, you're still... You might find yourself in a situation where you are the minority opinion. Right. And that's something that... That's hard to come back from, because... And it is, but to me... If it's something that you're passionate, that passionate about, I'd rather be the only one standing alone in a room full of a thousand people against me, knowing that I'm strong in my convictions. Yeah. Personally. No, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I see that. That makes, that makes sense. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of how I feel a little bit too, I guess is, yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely do it. And what do you, so do you think that the, do you think that it's acceptable even though, okay, like with you, you said maybe uh, about five finger death punch right you okay. don't you don't agree with their uh political right. stance right but the the music do you still enjoy the product that they put out even knowing i guess the the message or the um the stance behind it i guess and i guess that's where i had a hard time being <clears throat> a huge fan of them mm. i think they're a great band i think mm. they make great music but now knowing the stances that they stand for, the yeah. music has a new meaning to me. To me, it's like that exact thing of seeing people with Trump flags dancing right, yeah, around yeah. to Rage Against Machine. Yeah. machine. It, it completely doesn't so make then, any sense. So okay, to me, I see them in a different light and I hear their music in a different way now. So then do you not think it's as good as it was before or do you think it's lessened? I think the music itself is good, but the meanings behind the music are not something that I can vibe with any longer. Right, right. So if that makes sense. So does that mean that you won't be purchasing tickets <laughs> if you if you if there was a hypothetical situation where you could go to a five figure death punch concert that you wouldn't pay for their tickets? No. Okay. No. I Interesting. Wouldn't. So so then that's what you kind of mean by separating. Gazundite. <laughs> Thank you. So then that's what you mean by separating the art from and the artist. And I I think that's where I have a hard time with it too <clears throat> because I am so politically one direction. Yeah. Anything to me, my big nose or like anything homophobic, anything racist, anything, you know, against women and free choice and all of those things are stances that I can't get behind. Yeah. If it's a certain thing, you know, if we disagree on certain things, but to me, those are values that you just can't disagree on. Those aren't options to disagree on. Right. So for me, if an artist is pro those things, I can't get behind them because to me, that's just a basic human thing. 
Right, right. I got don't you. So at then, me. No, no. I, yeah, <laughs> don't, no, I, don't at me. Don't no, at me. I don't, I don't think people should because I mean, obviously, we're all entitled to our opinions. Absolutely. And, stuff, and, and With, it's not without the consequences. <laughs> I mean, that could be a consequence of this. Someone could be listening to me ramble and be like, "This little feminist bitch, I don't want to listen to this anymore." And they could have turned <laughs> up by cool. now. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I mean, if you're still <laughs> here, yeah, you. Yeah, it's a free. Dis- it's a free discussion. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you probably will get added because you are our number one supporter on all of everything. So basically, I mean, they're going to know who you are. They're going to figure it out. And the first like I mean, on yeah. everything. Uh, yeah, you're going to. I get the notifications. Out. I'm like, 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 but, like, like. But that's where I think, like, for me, I'm I'm different. I'm like almost the Absolutely. opposite from, and what, that's okay. from what you think. Right, it is, and it's funny because. I almost don't even care what the message is a lot of the times behind it. If some shit is good, it's man, it's I'm I'm in. I'm it's it's right. all good. And I you know, I I can't like I said, with five figure death punch, sure, I'm not necessarily behind the the, the bootlicking aspect of it. And I am not to be transparent, I'm not super left like my wife is. But he's very metal. I'm I I don't necessarily I don't really necessarily care that they're talking about like being pro government. It's like man, like that that song that cover that they do of um, the bad company. Well, bad company, that's amazing. And then the other song, the the one about the the how the hotel. No, there is a house in New whatever the hey, well, called the Rising Sun, the Rising uh, Sun, right? Yeah, that song is fucking amazing. And I, I'm sorry, but I don't care. They, they could they could be in favor of killing babies and like man, that's a good song. Like, I can't I can't say no to and that. And see, everyone has their opinion, but it's just to me, <clears throat> I can't get behind an artist i don't want to support an artist that has values that i, I think when it's be- so polarizing so to speak when yeah. it becomes too much of a mental gymnastics thing like i'm just like nope i'm done <laughs> no exactly and i was gonna ask you the same question adam like would you use your voice or your platform and how do fuck you no. feel about I, I mean, <laughs> fuck no dude i care i mean if i was an artist dude i'd be very discreet about what i say uh I also think there's like consequences for a lot of the things that you do, uh, and I, I'm I'm somebody that I think is uh, cynical or a skeptic. So even yeah. like the concept of being an artist, and and not to say I don't, I mean I don't know what my following would be if I was a theoretical artist, but right. even just having like let's say fifty thousand followers, dude, that turns into an echo chamber, and just the consequence of having fifty thousand people at your whim. Telling them like, "Hey, this is how I feel about certain situations. Um, I'm pro, and this I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm these things. Right, but you're like, not advocating I, either way. But yeah, yeah, like I'm pro Trump. I'm pro this or that. I'm not putting. <laughs> well, I'm just using this as an example, right? But yeah, yeah. Let, let's say I I say those things. Get out of my house. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but what what if you that turns into like fifty thousand votes, and you can do that with like multiple artists that you. All, what if there's other artists that you feel like you're in alignment with that you meet up with them and you create a concert or a festival to mobilize an entire group of people? And that's scary, dude, because that's not even based on logic or looking at uh, proposed bills or propositions or anything like that. So that puts fear in me when I think, well, it's not even about what people think about, think individually sometimes. It's like sometimes just the music like uh the people that uh how, how do i say it? like people are influenced and uh, that term influencer is not i don't think it's a joke like i know people laugh like oh haha yeah. influencer and yeah that's it, that's what's scary that's what's scary to me that's actually going to co-tell to a point i was going to make yeah and i think coming from a woman's perspective like i can add like a different viewpoint to this 
growing up as a woman in general, but especially growing up as a woman that happens to lean left, I've been told to shut up more times than I can tell you. Mm. I've been called a sheep. I've been called stupid. I've been called uneducated. I've had people try to get physical with me. I've had people turn their backs on me. I've had just people constantly telling me I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And Mm. I'm an educated woman. Yeah. You know, I, I like to pride on myself on that. And to me, having an artist that is so strong and powerful hear me, so to speak, really helps me stand strong in how I feel. Hmm. And I think that really helps. And I think especially coming from voices like if you feel ostracized or if you feel like someone's against you, and this could even be on the right-hand side technically too. Yeah. But knowing that you have someone that has all this talent and has this following really show you that it's okay to have these beliefs helps you quite a bit. And the way I look at it, separating the art from the artist, let's say there's this amazing artist, like every piece of work he does is absolutely stunning and amazing. Right. And you're going to go buy something of him and it's a portrait of Hitler. You're not going to buy that piece of art. (coughs) You're not going to support that artist anymore because you realize that's what they do. You realize those are his ideals, you know, if you like Hitler, you can at me because we will have a talk. <laughs> um, but I mean, just to give you an example. So to me, uh-huh. that's separating the art from the artist. Yeah. I see you for who you are now. Right. And regardless of what you do, you've shown me what you are. And now everything else has that message around it. So then, so then that bleeds into the whole of their product and the whole Absolutely. of what they're producing. Then if they, if they have one, if one thing gets out, oh no, that's it. Now and it's not even necessarily it. one thing. Like, to, I am obviously not a Trump fan. I mean, uh-huh. that's probably not hard to decipher with the rambling I've done for the last right. 30 minutes. Uh-huh. Bad Wolves having a Trump supporting lead singer, not my favorite, but I'm not going to not listen to them anymore. Um, but an artist coming out as, like I said, those ideals to me are like anti. Yeah, yeah, you know, any of the things that go against the human relief, I can't back you up anymore. We can have different political views. And this is just me. I mean, this is obviously just my opinion, but we can have different political views, so to speak. But when it comes to like human values and things that actually matter about human beings, no, I'm not going to support you if that's something that you support in your music or your art. I I also had a a follow up to my answer. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's all good. No, I was like, I'm not going to let you, I'm not, I'm not going to interrupt you in the middle of your answer. Uh, It's also a money thing. Like I wouldn't put my stances on any political or societal issues uh, at a concert or even like in the music. Actually, it won't, it wouldn't be directly. It'd be like very subtle. I imagine. Uh, Cause dude, it's, I mean, the end of the day, you're an artist. You're trying to make money. Yeah. So why would you want to defi- divide right. your fan base? Like, I don't, but I wouldn't want to. There's not, I mean, yeah, you're in it for the money, but there's a lot of artists that are just in it because they have that, you know. It's about the art, I guess, Absolutely. Right? Well, I, Lizzo keeps popping up in my head. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, you know, when. I went bananas for Lizzo. <laughs> when Florida did this whole bullshit about, you know, drag queens and uh-huh. anti this and anti that, Lizzo came out in full force with the whole drag queen army. and drag yeah. king army yeah. performing with her. And she spread that message. That's okay. But then again, you never know what's going on behind closed doors because I don't know if you guys know about this whole Lizzo lawsuit, but it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Uh, sticking or uh, having her dancers eat bananas off of coochie from <laughs> yeah. from a from fat the red shaming light, red red light district. Lots of fat shaming going. on. I don't on. know, man. That, does, that part doesn't make sense. She was fat shaming. 
her dancers. That's, that's like if like, they were too fat, she'd like yell at them, right? But she's say, like a whole body positive. I mean, we can go on a rant about this but, forever. But I'm saying you just never really know what's going on behind closed doors. But I think Lizzo is a perfect example of standing up and showing she doesn't care if she's ostracized or fans don't agree with her. She's going to stand up for what she thinks is right. Right. So then, okay, let's let's use that as an example, right? So Lizzo, not that you necessarily liked her music or you know, I mean, I wasn't she, not a but, fan of her, right? But so okay, but she generally supports like the same kind of things you can get Absolutely, behind, right? Yeah. But now that this come has come out that oh man, she's kind of a like not she's for kind, like, of a she's kind of a piece of shit, right? Yeah. Like she's very hip. It seems very hypocritical, right? Does that that would this, something like that happening to let's say another artist that you really like and that comes out and it's like oh man, they were just kind of a piece of shit the whole time? Would that deter you from? liking their music and like saying fuck it I don't want to ever listen to them again or so you would just be like but then again I don't also follow musicians just based off of these stances right now but to me if you are confident and strong enough in your convictions to make a public stance then you you know like Adam said you're gonna have your fan base divided and you're gonna have to take the good with the bad with it right okay so let's use this as an example then right so let's say theoretically you know heart because i know you love them let's say let's say that they came out or let's say it came out that they didn't maybe they didn't put it out but maybe like there was a recording or there was something and and one of them is just talking about man just how much they love just trump or how much they don't like something that you are in support of right political views is one thing but human basic values are another well, right, but let's just say that they came out and they were like, oh, very against your political views. Just let's say that. Would were that they change? Were homophobic? Were they racist? I mean, I don't know. I guess were they I, I don't know. anti-LGBT? Like, those are the values that I So those are the things strong. that you yes. cut off and you yes. would say, no, I'm just that's Political it, stance, yeah. If they have a song praising a political opponent I don't like, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm not listening to that song. But to me, it wouldn't stop you from listening to the stuff that you've loved. Exactly. For years. Me personally, it's about those kind of values. Think of it to me. Yeah. And not even to make us even more political and kind of off the rails and uh-huh. rein me in if I'm going too far. But like when the Me Too movement came out, mm-hmm. to me, that really helped a lot of people realize like you don't have to idealize these pieces of shit. Uh-huh. And so for me, it's made it a lot easier. Like you and I have talked about before, yeah. I was a massive Kevin Spacey fan. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I know that he's been cleared from what I understand, and that's great. But. I loved Kevin Spacey. I would see a movie just because he was in it. So yeah. hearing all these allocations before it got fixed, I wasn't going to go run out and go support him. Right. Because we need to be supportive of victims rather than stars. So that kind of the same thing with music to me. It's an artist. It's just a different time of art. And I feel like celebrities, whether it be any kind of conventional art or different kind of art doesn't matter. Any kind of celebrity because acting is an art. Music's an art. You know, everything's an art. Yeah. Are so revered and they're so considered so perfect and so high regard that, and we have this whole cancel culture thing. It, if someone comes out and they do a really shitty thing, then they're a really shitty person and shouldn't be pushed forward and shouldn't be supported. And that's just how I feel about music and do like, yeah. So Adam had, you had said about like, uh, with, <laughs> with you saying, oh man, the money, like you wouldn't want to do that. Cause like, well shit, you're gonna make less money, right? I'm yeah. <laughs> or you're going to lose money. Well, it, it, I, 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 I agree with, I see that to a, to a very, to, that, that's a valid point. Yeah. Because like, I, I just, I feel, I mean, artists, I think it to some degree are like cerebral, right? Like they know how to write music yeah. in subtle ways. I think you could do that with music without being so forward about how you feel about certain things and maybe people might not get it but at least you're putting it out in that way and uh 
to be so forward again, like with taking a stance on something, dude, that shit comes and bites in the ass. You're 99 out of the times, 99 out of a hundred times, you might be right on some shit, but yeah. the one time you're wrong, oh man, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. So why, why not just avoid the thing altogether? Uh, that was from this thing. I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah I, I just, I wouldn't want to bother with, t- I'd just be as, uh, you know, it's just all about the music. Just leave it at that. If, if I have an opinion, it's going to be in the but music. It would be but all it w- about the music if you're talking about all the money. What do you mean? Well, you're saying let it be all about the music, but you said that more reason that you wouldn't take a stance is because of the money. Yes, but I mean, I guess... Let the music speak for itself is what you're trying to say? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, if, if I have an opinion, it'll be in there, but it's not the focal point. And, you know, it's it's not something that's going to be immediately obvious. People can read into things, but it's not going to... Even if they read into it and they got it, like, it's still obscure enough that people wouldn't... Uh, immediately say oh this guy is a left wing or some shit like that right it'd be yeah. more subtle than that and i right. guess i'm i'm probably not the best person to ask about this because i've learned to be very vocal over the years about my beliefs and everything and and not to toot my own horn but especially when i was in my prime when i was jockatine's age and i let my my voice go with smoking and yeah lack of working on it and you know i'm rebuilding my my voice back up over the years but when i was in high school i had a fantastic voice and even into my early 20s i had a yeah. really well-trained, strong voice. And I've got signed up for the voice. Uh-huh. I was supposed to go to an audition and I never did because I didn't want my music to be about money. Mm. Oh, I man. didn't want to ever take my music out. I did it for me, not for anybody else. And so I could be completely biased opinion on that. Like music is for me, not for everybody else. That That's where I think I don't like where music goes sometimes. Like I, I don't like that social media has pushed like whether that's TikTok or Instagram, you always see covers, but you never see, well, not that you don't ever see original music, but it seems that covers take over, pre- take precedent over original music. And I, I'm like, that's kind of why Because it's easily accessible and it's because yeah. it's easily recognizable. And you're, you know, think about algorithms. You're more than likely to stop on something that you recognize and something As opposed you don't. to something you don't, but. I, I mean, it's I, unfortunate. I yeah. completely 100% agree with you. I have no idea if I'm talking into this. Okay. Yeah, no, you're good. Okay. You're good. Um, <clears throat> oh. I completely agree with you, but it's all just about, you know, nostalgia, basically. Yeah. And the other thing, uh, the thing you mentioned about the voice. So I met this guy. Was it his, Adam Levine? No. <laughs> oh, man. That meme was so good. Where, uh, oh, ba- what, what is he right? Did you see that that meme where it's like a text message and some girl like sends a picture or something and then they're like, oh, my God, you're so hot or something. He says something stupid, but it, it's it's kind of sad because i think she was like a minor or something or she was Ew. very young or i think the guy was like no it's like cheating on his wife mar- right? yeah that's he's what it was. yeah he's like, married he's, to like some victoria's secret model yeah i'm like that's some, not like, enough Instagram for you model. that's not enough for you dude Shit, yeah man i can't believe that i missed adam levine from 20 years ago when he was just this like awkward little indie kid mm. i made him real music anyway uh anyway, <laughs> anyway the voice so this guy uh his name's is he and he used to host this thing uh, I guess it was like a showcase. It was at this place called Bar Lubitsch. Uh, I, I forget where in Los Angeles it was, but I just remember eavesdropping on uh, this like a conversation. This I guess one of his friends was somebody that was on American Idol. Okay, and uh, she was saying that she pretty much got fucked over by that show. Oh, like yeah. once once they got towards the end, yeah. Because I, I don't remember where she ended up, mm-hmm. but she said she got locked up for a contract. So like basically, any music that she would release would be under their, I believe it, banner their, or whatever, their yeah. banner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of like forced to tour like 
mm-hmm. on, under their shit. So yeah. like, yeah, good for you that you didn't end up doing that because you would have been yeah. you would have well, been fucked over. Corporations like that are going to make money. They're going to take your talent and then they're going to milk the shit out of it. And I mean, look, I can't think of who Ruben Stuttered, right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing ever happened for him. It's not like they're helping these people once they win. It's like thanks for all the free talent, the, the, fame. The, Bye, good luck. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many American Idol winners can you really name? Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> That's it. That's really it. Clay Aiken became bigger than Ruben Sutter. It's not like they're helping them with their musical careers once this is over. They're saying, we're sucking you dry of your talent. Thanks for the ratings. Peace out. Yeah, peace out. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's kind of messed up because all these people think they could speed run uh, popularity or fame. Absolutely. Like, right. like yeah. with a 13-month, with a well, not 13-month, like a 12-week a program where every Monday you go on and perform. you're on yeah yeah you perform cool everybody's everybody's on board with you when you're like on tv and shit and then once you get to the thing and then you release music they're like hey you're all right but that's yeah. where it dies like you don't there's don't nothing else them. there's nothing else afterwards and that's why i like the concept of the voice i mean i don't know really enough behind the scenes info but i always thought it was interesting that you know the girl i knew in high school that got onto there she was mormon so she dressed very conservatively and she even said, why can't I think of his name? The producer, like the original producer. Um, uh, what is it? The voice? No, from American Idol. Oh, Simon Produce? Cowell. Not Simon Cowell. Oh, producer? Randy Jackson. Randy yeah, Jackson. Yeah what, what, yeah, what about him? Um, he told her during her audition, you're not going to make it because you're not dressing provocatively enough. Hmm. So I thought that's why like the concept of the voice was something very interesting. Like you can be your own self and then you have that celebrity guy oh. to guide you, you know? Yeah. You know, it was interesting The like the latest winner, I think of the voice was like a heavier dude. That Love was that. some like, I think he was Hawaiian. Love that. Yeah. But uh, his song is like, he made an original song, I think during the whole contest itself. Mm-hmm. And then I, he ended up winning and, uh, I, I don't know if he's still making... I, mean, I imagine he's still making music, but yeah, uh, it is cool that The Voice had something like that where you know they all have their backs turned to the what they're listening to and then they're just like, oh, I'm just going to hop on whoever this person is because they sound good, not what they look like. Right, and that's and that's kind of... I kind of have view that same way with music too, man. It's like, I kind of don't care what you look like. It doesn't really matter because... I was just going to ask you about that. <clears throat> I'm not... I'm not. I'm not watching you. I'm. I'm listening to you. So it. It literally doesn't matter Dude, what you look as like. As a society, are oh, we not? Oh, hundred percent. And that's the thing. And I. And I hate <clears throat> to say this. And this is absolutely meant as no disrespect to any artist whatsoever. Would Lizzo be as popular if she was if she wasn't a strong plus size black woman? Would Beyonce be as popular if she was if she wasn't this gorgeous supermodel? Would um any of these people be as big as they were if they didn't look the way they do. If Britney Spears wasn't a hot young blonde, would she be as big as she is now? You know, I watched that show Vanderpump Rules uh-huh. and early, early seasons, they took Sheena, uh-huh. who, bless you, Sheena, has no musical talent at all, but they literally told her, we want a brunette, young, hot Britney Spears lookalike so they take her into the studio and auto-tune the shit out of her. So, yeah. Are these people, would Janis Joplin be as popular if she wasn't so untraditionally, if she wasn't, if she wasn't as, the way she looked, she wasn't necessarily a traditionally attractive woman, would she have still been as popular? 
do we base a lot of that? I can't tell you what half of the lead singers of bands that I like right. look like. Well, I, I don't really yeah, care don't either. Really. But I wonder as a societal thing, do we put more pressure on really the outlook of it? Because you never know. I don't know if anyone's ever heard is. And he did a cover of Somewhere Over the Rainbow and A Beautiful World. He died very, very young, but he was this Hawaiian man who had to be, I'm not exaggerating, close to 600 pounds. Uh-huh. But he had this beautiful, soulful voice. And it was one of those you looked at him and went, whoa, I would have never expected that. But that was his niche at yeah. the end. You know, is, right. is that something that matters? And it kind of goes to your political stance. Is when you're an artist of any sort, can everything about you be polarizing or not polarizing? Including yeah. political stance, including... Um, looks including everything really yeah i don't know i think that if if the music is good right that's what should be important i completely agree that's what's good then that should be what carries you now like adam had made the point about them people trying to speed run the popularity contest right Right. because unfortunately in this as a society that's what this becomes this becomes the ultimate test of who's voting for class president right Mm -hmm. and that's the ultimate test of who's or no i I shouldn't say that it's probably more like prom king and prom queen right that's like the ultimate entertainment is the ultimate version of that and you got to have like all the little ding 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 aspects to be able to get into the thing and like okay you're trying to you're trying to cheat the system by like getting up in there and then oh man but you're missing a couple of things so then when it comes down to the substance of it whether your music is objectively good or not like on like the voice with that or whatever like that guy you're talking about if your music is objectively good then it shouldn't matter that you didn't check some of those boxes in terms of like, oh, well, you don't have the look or you don't have this, you don't have that. It should just be, hey, this guy's got good music. I want to hear what he has to say. But then does it turn out to be, oh, well, maybe it wasn't that good to begin with? Was it, you know, was it, is it part of the gimmick? Is the gimmick what got you there? Is it, is it the looks? Is it this? Absolutely. Is it that? Uh, yeah, man. I, there's this artist. Uh, I don't know if this is exactly a tangent. Hopefully it's still relevant. Uh-huh. But there's this guy. Actually, I shouldn't say a guy. I don't know what his pronouns are. I think it's P, P, them, or I, I don't know. There's a person. I, I, huh? There's a person. This, yeah, there's a person. Oh, shit. I don't know, man. Yeah. Golf clap for Adam. That was awesome. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Please don't pa- pa- patronize me like that. <laughs> no, I'm being generally awesome. That was really rad. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's this artist. His name's, uh, I think it's. Mothe, Mothe, uh, he's a trans artist. I really like his music. I didn't know he was trans, and nor did I really care. I just liked his music, right? But I was thinking, I don't know if this guy is gonna get quite the audience that I want him to have or want them to have. Uh, just because, uh, like when you see him, he has like feminine features, like he has long beautiful hair right uh he has a mustache but then you see him in a dress with like painted nails oh how cool yeah so for any i mean like i said i don't care right right but for other people they're like oh that's kind of weird and i'm thinking i don't know why it is but i've seen people you know like the rolling stones or even like aerosmith to dress in like women's clothing or the even kiss huh kiss kiss Kiss, i guess kind of really any hair bands in the 80s was yeah. really, you know. I'm like, how how can androgyny work for people that are like heterosexual in their favor and not even like the artists themselves like 
be benefactors of something like that. Like people that's just are wild. afraid of things that they don't understand. And really, I was thinking when you're talking about this, and this really goes with the whole political sense, kind of going back to mm-hmm. what you make the podcast about everything. Really, when you listen and you consume art, let's say whether you're listening to it, you're hearing it, you're seeing it, whatever art you consume, yeah, you want to feel like that art is speaking to you. So someone who is plus size might follow someone who is plus size. Someone who's left-leaning might follow someone who's left-leaning. A trans person might, or a non-binary, or wherever they fall on the spectrum, might follow this person because they feel seen. And I think that's what's interesting about the music genre, too. It should just be all about the music. It really should. But I think there's so many different aspects to it now. And especially in today's society, where everybody's really figuring out who the fuck we are. At least I know us millennials are really figuring out who we are. And how to stand up for who we are. Yeah. And I think finding similarities in artists that speak to you and make you feel like you're seen and you're heard help. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a good, that can, that can, I guess, lend itself to the success or failure of an artist is if they have a message that people are trying to jump on board with. Right. Or if it's, if it's something like you had said, it aligns with what they're trying to be heard or seen or, um, whatever, you know, like, uh, Okay, the uh, the insane clown posse, right? Okay, like, <laughs> all right, here we oh go. God. Here we like, go. Like, well, I'm, I'm just saying, I, not that I'm like, I'm not really like a fan. I mean, I think there's still, they they have a couple of alright songs, but <laughs> I've never actually listened to their music. But anyways, I'm interested. But oh, okay, God. so like the, the the whole juggalo community, right? It is yeah. a it's a it's a joke, but it's also very fucking serious. They're a family, and and that is something that. I honestly, objectively, whether you agree or disagree or you like or you don't like their music, the fact that they were able to create this fucking community That's is, is goddamn fucking near amazing. Absolutely great example. Yeah, and it's it's like it doesn't matter. Honestly, at this point, I don't think it even matters. Like to those people that are in that community, it doesn't matter. They could come out and be like, Oh yeah, man, we're one end of this spectrum opposite of what we've normally been. And they'd be like, all right, cool. Well now we're all that too. Yeah. And then it's like, you had said that whole thing about influencing. That's a more of on a microcosm level. But if you can take that same power and put it at the macro level, you know, you could influence elections. You could influence. Yeah, because uh, there's a. I mean, there's an example of that. I mean, for a long time, I mean, whether you like Bernie Sanders or not, there was quite a few artists that were on board with that guy. That like the Strokes. Yeah. yeah. Strokes are a big band that were on board with them. So imagine their following is like a million people, and like I said, whether you like him or not, there's a million people that are you know right there ready to vote for fucking Bernie Sanders. Not because they... It, it, may, it may not even be that they necessarily uh, have, like, political convictions about things. Right. But it's like, hey, the Strokes said we should vote for him. Oh, man. Let's do let's it. Let's do it, yeah. Let's and not. honestly, at that point, you have to think, how scary does that become that we're all so easily manipulated and washed into believing what our <laughs> idols believe? Yeah. That's true. And so then that that begs the question now... If you, getting deep, yo. if you if you become famous, if you become any modicum of what you could consider to be well known, do you then have a responsibility to do the right thing? But then that becomes the thing. And I'm gonna sound like such a fucking nerd, but I, I think it's true as shit. This this phrase, it's from Star Wars, and it's literally good and evil is liter- It's just a point of view. 
So a hundred percent. If you if you think you're doing the right thing from your point of view, then well then you're doing the right thing. But then if objectively from the other side of that, if it looks like you're not doing the right thing, so then where is the fine line between you know with great power comes a great responsibility, right? That's why you don't say shit. You just leave. That's why you just shut your mouth and yeah. you just perform your music and you just move along. I, with I your get life. it though. There's like there have been people in the past like uh, shit, man. Uh, let's let's try to think of some artists that were vocal. Bob Dylan, you know the, like oh, the yeah. old, you know the nineteen sixties, took a standing civil rights Vietnam, civil yeah. rights movement, all that stuff. Uh, I mean, there's artists that just put that on full display. Bradley Cooper from Sublime. Bradley Cooper, for, wait, not Bradley Cooper. Isn't that the guy from the, the actor? Wrong with me? Uh, Bradley from, from Sublime. What, what was he about? Oh, he was totally anti-government. Have you ever heard uh, April 26th? Oh, yeah. That's the yeah. one about the riots. April 26th, 1992. Yeah. There yeah, was know, a riot on the street. They scream 187 on an undercover cop. You yeah. know, you heard, you heard that one. On a motherfucking cop. Oh, all right. Get it yeah. right. I, I don't I, know I, why I said Bradley Cooper. I'm sorry. That was horrible. <laughs> Thank you. I'm for... tired. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> but no, same idea. Like, he he was very, very open and very anti-government. Yeah. Very just like that kind of the hippie fuck government movement, so to yeah. speak. Uh, and like I said, it's cool that they people can do that, and uh, but just recognize the consequences, man. It's, there's a lot to gamble when you do that. I think. Yeah, no, that is that is true. Uh, I think you're I think you're right about that. It is it is, it is a gamble. Um, man, I where, where where were we? I don't I remember what were we what were we talking about initially. Well, we were talking about obviously. See, so so you haven't really been on this, but. We we just kind of go wherever we we start out with a general topic and then it we move into tangents. And well, you we, could have told me that we before. Go on things. I kept trying to yeah, bring it back I mean, to political. Well, no, that's good because thing. we really have a problem with that. Like, we're <laughs> oh, I okay, I, I mean, I, I don't. This has nothing uh, to do with it. what we've yeah, talked yeah. about, yeah, but bring it up. Uh, now that we we've already kind of talked about like uh, I don't know, uh, like societal standards yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I have a preference for women when it comes to music. Like for female vocalists, uh-huh. and it, I don't know if it's just because the fact that I don't know males can not hit higher notes, or I just like the range that women can do. That's what it yeah. comes down to. You know, that's I, a, it, yeah. that's an interesting point because okay, I was literally just making like these these video things or whatever, yeah. and, and I listened to I was looking for choral type music, right, yeah. and, or like some kind of oh, like that type of thing. And there were a lot of them that had the male only and the female only and then the combined ones. And I will tell I listened to all of them. And yeah, the male ones just they don't they don't give it they don't put across that I don't know what it is, emotion. I don't know what it is, but it's it's I'm like the exact opposite. It's missing something. Oh, you're the opposite? You I'm know? the exact opposite. I think men's voices are tantalizing. Gross. <laughs> that is that's gross. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, like Josh and I have talked about this before, like yeah. A man who can can reach these depths of a bass sound that are just oh, no, that's baritone. Oh. Nice job. <laughs> Wait, but what's I, the difference? Bass is like down, like downtown, like down. You just that, sound like a weird thing. Now. <laughs> but I th- maybe it's just an opposite, you know, gender thing. Oh, maybe that could be it. Man, be, don't you like Freddie Mercury though? I love Freddie Mercury, but he doesn't hit the low notes. He but goes he high, <laughs> and I think that's interesting. But again, I like unique. I yeah. don't like middle range sounds. I like highs. I like lows. I I think men's voices are very tantalizing. Yeah, and I also I love know. kind of on another tangent. Uh-huh. I love ballads done by like heavier rock groups. Example: Sound of Silence, Disturbed. Oh. 
Okay. It's like that song that's supposed to be kind of not light, but like, you know, softer. It's more ethereal. And then and it just gets down into that like dark, deep. Mm. Interesting. I hate covers. I love that cover. I will die uh, on that hill. I'm not I'm not down with covers because it's like disturbed down. It was disturbed sound of silence. I will mm. die on the hill. Yeah, I, I just can't stand covers because it's like, well, this person already made it. Why do I need to hear another version of it? And I find very few exceptions where I am an adamant fan of like somebody's cover of something. Is and, Sound of Silence and one I, of them? I hate, I, I brought this, huh? Is Sound of Silence one of them? <laughs> no. Because if not, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a, I can say that I, mean, I haven't really listened to Disturbs music. Oh. Yeah. I will send you playlists. Oh, no, man. thank you. Yeah, he, <laughs> that's not no, but going to like, like, what kind of voices are you attracted to? You're hot, you're attracted like a higher range. Mm, I just, I think I just like female voices in general. Cause I mean, I can't remember. I have a hard time remembering male voices that stand out to me. The only one that I can really, that in recent memory sticks out to me is this guy, uh, his name is Israel Nash and he does like country and folk music. And, uh, I don't know if you like Creedence, uh, Clearwater Revival. Yeah. yeah. He's got like that gravelly. Okay. Yeah. It's now I wonder, and not to make this in a weird tone, but I wonder if that's almost a sexual thing. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you calling me gay. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, not, I'm kidding. Actually. <laughs> that's not the point I make. I'm attracted to what would be considered quote unquote like a masculine sound. Uh, and you're attracted to what would be considered more quote unquote a feminist sound. Mm. So I wonder if that's also like an attraction type thing. I, I don't I don't know. That could, that could but be. also too, we're also attracted to things that we can't do. Why do we think we all idolize sports or artists in general because they have that talent that we can never reach so i can't go down to the depths of my toes to hit a low note so i'm attracted to that you can't break glass with your voice mm. so that's something that's tantalizing to you mm. so it could be kind of like a an attraction thing and no i'm not calling you gay it's like an attraction <laughs> thing or it could be just something like you idolize what you can't do mm. Why do you think people with straight hair want curly hair? People, you know. Well, I think sometimes it could just be straight, like, appreciation of... it. it doesn't, it's, not, it's not envy. It's just... No, not envy. Straight, yeah. Just you're tantalized by yeah. them. You yeah. can appreciate them more, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I've really... Like, I, I kind of hate the fact that I didn't appreciate uh, Lady Gaga more when she was in her prime. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just, I felt like I missed out on that. And I know her songs were played all over the radio, but I just kind of like kept that at shoulder right. or uh, arm's length away. And I'm looking back, I'm like, damn, her shit was really creative and cool. And mm-hmm. I kind of missed out on that. And Brittany Howard, I don't know if you know her from Alabama Shakes. I don't think so. Not okay. Really uh, if you're talking about like unconventional beauty, like I think people would look at her and Google. Huh? Let me Google. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Shakes? Britney Shakes? A- Al- Alabama Shakes. Al- this, yeah, they're a really popular, like, favorite. southern rock group that was prominent in, uh, I think, like, 2011. Oh, she is beautiful. Yeah, but she, her voice is super good. Yeah, but, like, but she, I can see she's, like, an untraditional type of... I hate the traditional. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on that because we'll go on another tangent. Yeah, but, but I can her, see what you're her, being. Yeah, like... She's not cookie-cutter, quote-unquote, yeah, beautiful. But, she's gorgeous. But... You know, her voice is so good. Her voice is so good. 
you got to hear her voice though. Yeah, There's, there, she's really pretty. Her voice is so good, but it, it just it, whatever you guys were talking about before, where you know the standards set for what kind of face could be for like what a face could be for, and what I mean by face is like the front person for a group. Like what kind of standards do we set for people right, that yeah. are in uh, in in a music group? Because I mean, shit. When you think of like Dua Lipa, you expect her to be, you know, Dua Lipa is mm-hmm. right. When you when you see a pop artist, you imagine well, she's probably going to be a size zero fucking. Right. And then I hear I hear Brittany Howard's voice, and I'm like, she's far better. But because of she might be. You know, a little on the bigger Bullshit side. Bullshit societal norm. Yeah, I'm like, well, she, maybe she's being held back by her people's perception. Of oh, like, man, see, that's some bullshit, though. I hate that. Fuck. Oh, man, she's being held back by, oh, the, the society, her, her but, perception. Okay, but, but like, fuck, like, man, you're good. Like, just that should be propelling you forward it just should. because you're good, but right? But welcome, uh, welcome to the world in 2023. Welcome to being someone that's not... And sorry, I don't yeah, mean yeah. this disrespectfully to you, but I kind of do. <laughs> Welcome to not being a straight white male man. Like, and, and I'm being serious with that. Like, I, w- women in general, people of color, people who are yeah. typically considered quote unquote plus size, all have difficulties being accepted more in mainstream I've heard, marketing I've, and media. I've heard girls uh, that are part of bands. It, this is fucked up. Like, I didn't know this was a right. thing. But they have personally, because I've asked them, like, hey, have you, you know, you're in a band, so, like, people would presumably know when you're in a band when you walk through the door of, like, a venue or whatever, right? right? And they're like, well, it's kind of funny because they assume... For whatever reason, they're the groupies. Yeah, they're like they're the they're the girlfriend or whatever. Like, oh, who are you? I'm like, oh, I'm in the band. I'm the vocalist or whatever. I'm like, oh, you're not part of the. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're not you're not the oh, the girlfriend mean, yeah. of the person, right? Where's it, your man? Where yeah, is this? Yeah. If you're not the typical standard of beauty, and it should be just based off your talent, you're completely right, Joshua. But yeah. and that's what brought me back to that conversation earlier. And like, how much does it really matter? Like I said, I couldn't tell you what like half the people that I listen to look like because I've never cared enough to look because it doesn't matter to me what they look like. But and I guess that plays to this the, what what society has become with this, I, for lack of a better term, the TikTok generation or whatever mm. you want to say. Right. It's that. OK, 30 seconds. Boom. Let's get in. Let's get out. And Elevator pitch. Type I want to see if. OK, cool. I'm going to see some cool, some cool music or hear something interesting to my ears. And then I want to see something that's visually going to stimulate me. Mm-hmm. And if that's not what the standard cookie cutter thing that is popular, then it just it goes nowhere. Right. It just it just it just Hence, dies out. Would someone like Lizzo be as popular just based off of her pure talent or is a lot of her poll that she's a strong, beautiful, black plus size woman, you know? Are, are those things that pull people so in? So then that's the opposite of the spectrum because she w- does not conform to the standard. Which but she would outwardly doesn't and she well, praises herself saying, so for like, that and her fan base so is then, very proud of her for that. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like it's an interesting polarization of like where everything can go. Do you think that's the, this, this is going to be maybe a little too inside insider trading or whatever you want to call it, I guess. But like, do you think that the record companies go like, Hey man, let's go, let's go promote someone that's the opposite and just see if we can get this going. Right. Because in today's society too, and in this day and age, we are pushing for beauty in all shapes, colors, colors and sizes and et cetera, et cetera. And we're, as society now, we're praising more of the uniqueness. Look at the artists in the 1950s compared to the artists in the 1960s, compared to the artists in the 90s, compared to the artists now. 
Not everything. We're kind of almost like we were in the sixties where it's like new and different is being praised and it's being pushed out and it's being celebrated. Yeah. I, I think there's probably both things like that. There are, there is like a more some supportive community of people that want to see a spectrum of artists, like from all types of backgrounds and all physical appearances and all ideologies. But I think, uh, I don't know how to say this cause I don't even want to say what the group, what their, the group's name is, but there's this group and they're part of a record label and I went to go that see this band. That narrows it down. <laughs> yeah. That it, totally narrows it, it, it down. There is a down, right? <laughs> okay, I I saw this band. They opened for Jack White. And hopefully that isn't... I don't think that... I'm sure he's had a lot of... He's had a, he's a number of bands, right? You know, yeah. But this was an mostly all-female band, right? I thought they were kind of pedestrian. And the only thing that I could think of why this band is signed to Third Man Records label... Uh, this is Jack White's label is because one of them is a model. Gross. Yeah. But that's my speculation. <sighs> that's my speculation is that she was attractive enough that she knew the right people. And the band is just all right. Perfect well, example. Like I said, Sheena Shea say, yeah. from Vanderpump Rules. Like mm. beautiful, beautiful woman. And she literally said she got pulled into the studio specifically because she was a tiny, hot brunette. Mm hmm like a sexy little size double zero brunette with no singing talent whatsoever. And they were literally trying to morph her into something because she had the quote unquote look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I, f- I feel like that still exists that there are, that being attractive kind of gets you through certain, certain doors. I, I, oh, that's, it's a lower, it's a much lower bar to entry 100%. to everything. If you're, if you're quote unquote, traditionally attractive, right? Mm-hmm. It's, oh man, if you are scrolling through your, your thing on the internet and you just look and you go, oh, you just see something and what's that? And then you click on it. Well, if it was, let's say me versus like some dude who, but you I had know, Freddie like model, Mercury's right? voice, right? But I, let's oh say I had Freddie Mercury's God. voice and, <laughs> and let's say this guy was just sounded like, you know, oh, whatever. He just sounded like a cat fucking got started or <laughs> a, a car engine <laughs> got turned on and the cat was like, Rah! like, that's what this dude sounds like. But yet he is, he looks like he could play Superman in the movie. Right. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I don't look like that. So, but I have the voice of Freddie Mercury. Oh man, I'm getting like, I'm getting ousted. Nobody's clicking on me. Nobody wants to hear that shit. And they I just- think that goes back to <clears throat> tying a pretty bow and everything we said, that there's going to be a group and an audience and a following for every type. I'm sure there are people, I keep losing Lizzo just because it's an example. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. She just uh-huh. keeps popping in my brain. Yeah. But there are going to be people who don't like her because of those things. And there's going to be people who worship her because of these certain things. So I think every, you know, there's... Me personally, like I've told you a thousand times, I don't like standard beauty. I think it's boring and I yeah. think it's ugly. Right. I follow the more macabre, unique types of beauty. Yeah, yeah. But there are plenty of other people who follow the standard quote unquote type of beauty. So I think there's an audience really for everything so then, about tapping into that specific right. audience. So then, do you, okay, so now I gave the example of, of one end of it where someone who is not traditionally attractive but has the talent getting pushed down and then some guy who, you know, is just all right goes up. Do you think that it in the reverse where it's like, oh, somebody who has like the I guess like the, the the Vanderpump rules lady thing where she has no talent but she's hot. 
it's like people people watch her to see her on the show, but like nobody's going out and buying her album, right? Like, I mean, sure, there's an aspect of the of the fans who support her that are going to buy her album, right? Because they just support her whether it's good or bad. Yeah. But do you think that's also like where it it doesn't translate into this thing that you're trying to do? Also, so like there was some we were talking about this other thing the other day and it was it was a person who, other thing the other day. yeah i don't want to be specific because you know, like i didn't totally i don't want to sound like because i'm gonna sound like an asshole but you always sound like an asshole it's it's this thing where <laughs> yeah that's true i guess it's this thing where you're doing one certain thing and then you're not really getting much traction so then you let's say you show oh you show like your your ass or you show some you know some cleavage or something in some photos and you get five thousand likes on or those. your hot dog or your yeah, like your or hot your dog hot, is or, leaking yeah, through your pants yeah, or your your, your your dick like your dick's hanging you know out, like right? the shape like, the shape yeah, yeah. oh you like see the, that the male TikTok version of that, of that guy yeah. like hanging upside down and it looks like it's his actual <laughs> dick and there's no way it actually is i won't believe it for a second yeah, yeah so okay so you're you're doing though you do those you're types of things leading with your sexuality right but you're doing those types of things and those specific things get a lot of traction but then the other thing that you're trying to promote that you're maybe not that good at it nobody follows you it doesn't translate necessarily over right yeah no, dude Josh, we've seen you can't show your dick on tiktok <laughs> to we, get more traction <laughs> <laughs> we we see dude I, i've seen it i've seen it firsthand like there's yeah female You've seen his dick person well i mean we're dudes i mean that happens sometimes I mean, yeah you, know, you just you go to the bathroom pretty. okay i'm done yeah uh fe- female female artists that i follow uh <laughs> Some of them obviously post pictures of themselves to yeah. like push push like oh I'm releasing this single and they got like a selfie or whatever yeah. and they got like makeup on but then they actually post an image of the album art for the single oh man when you're talking about contrasting numbers like in, in terms of like social media metrics the views are way down and the likes and the comments are way down but it's you know when it's them showing their face or whatever through the roof. Have you seen the cover? Let me show you. I can find it. I remember the cover of Christina Aguilera's album. And it was when she came out with the song Beautiful and Fighter. Uh-huh. And Was it the one she was topless on? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. What about it? Just you. She's leading with her sexuality. Because yeah. she's look. you're looking for that visual stimulation. Stimul- stimulation. That word. Yeah. Or stimuli. I wonder I how many people. I wonder how many people bought that album just because of that photo. You think how and many horny sixteen-year-olds walk past that and put that picture on their wall? Dude, I knew a guy that was fucking madly in love with Mariah Carey. Uh, he had like Mariah Carey everything. Was it Nick Cannon? Huh? Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, we're yeah. good buddies with Nick Cannon. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's fifteen. This, my baby mamas. It was this uh, kid I knew in elementary school. I don't know why he was so like. Actually, I do understand because Mariah Carey has a great voice and everything. And but she's beautiful. He, yeah, uh, yeah. He was just a Mariah Carey mark, and he had like folders and oh, yeah, yeah. it was crazy too. Crazy. Like I, I couldn't believe that. But yeah, there's you know there's hardcore marks out there. Okay, so wait, where 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 were we? I don't know. Well, we were talking about the difference in metrics of social media, like with people posting pictures of themselves or something sex- semi-sexual versus uh, like, oh, it's just that. We were album talking art. about Joshua's penis on TikTok. Oh, right. Uh, and I'm no, I don't know about that one. But show it. <laughs> yeah, but I do find Bullshit. it interesting. I do find it interesting that when it comes to like a female, a female artist presenting their art. Yeah. Like an actual image of like album art or like, hey, I got a single out and it's not them that it's like it's night and day what their numbers are because it's you could tell people's motivation is that they're sexually attracted to this person because that's the first thing 
That's the first thing they comment. Like when you go through a list of comments, that's all it's you not see. About the talent. Yeah, I'm like, oh great, that's whatever. That's whatever. <laughs> yeah, God, that sucks, man. That's just that's just shit. Because then you don't really know if you're good because people are right, sucking yeah. your ass. Right. Well, just because they think you're hot. Yeah. And they don't necessarily maybe. That's why you should never look up what the artists look like. Like I had no idea what Imagine Dragon singer lead singer looked like. I've been a huge. Does Imagine he look like Dragon. a goblin? No, he looks like a god. Does he look like oh. a goblin? I love Imagine Dragons. I've been listening to them since they first really came on the scene. And then like a TikTok went viral of him dancing on stage. And dear Lord, he looks like Aphrodite. Not Aphrodite. He looks, I need to go to bed. The male version He looks that. like Zeus. Like, uh-huh. He looks like Zeus. He's gorgeous. And yeah. I'm like, I never would have known. But I don't give a shit because I was following his art for five years before I knew what he looked like. Yeah. All right, all right. We, this is a, a side tangent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we talked about like appearance and political views and stuff. Uh, yeah. What what about religion? Where where is that? I'm stepping away. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Because um, I think I think that is another thing to handicap you. Because uh, sometimes you, if you are a country artist and you are you are of Christian faith, like that kind of that kind of limits where you. That's why I say you can't yeah. be vocal about. Certain, certain things, things because yeah. if you wanted to be a, a country of folk artist that's getting getting to Coachella, yeah, then like maybe you should hold back on your Christian values or yeah. whatever. Because then there's this other thing called stagecoach, and that kind of like is all specifically country, right, or okay. whatever. So that's your ceiling right there. Is that if you if you don't have that mainstream appeal, you're going to end up at stagecoach. You're going to just be, that's you're it. You're going to be stagecoach. Yeah. That's, that's your, that's your. Yeah, I see. And that's the thing too. Okay. So if, but, and I guess that kind of goes to what your market, what's your market that you're, you're, you're targeting, you right? Go for country, the biggest audience. Right. And, and country music, let's just be real. The majority of people who consume country music are religious. They, you know, they're, they're, right wing generally leaning which is why a lot of country music songs are about god and guns and beer and you know that kind of stuff right because that's what sells to their to their audience Mm. so not necessarily taking a stand but like including that in your your lyrics or if you're about that, like if right. you're vocally about that, you're like, oh, I'm I'm a man of God. Yeah, right. Then yeah, you're limiting. So everybody else who's not a man of God is is probably not going to listen to you because well, then that's not what they want to, you know, hear about. Yeah. So um, I, I kind of did have another side tangent that I wanted to bring up real quick, which we we kind of talked about a little before, but the the AI music thing, right? Okay. I, you got you got a new thread to go. Yeah, with? man. I really went down a rabbit hole with it, and it was kind of by accident, but. I shouldn't have done this, but like, man, I don't know if you've heard this, but it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It is Eric Cartman singing Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. Okay, and it's, yeah. It's completely AI generated. <laughs> and it is it is so good. You wouldn't think that hearing Cartman, you know, you wouldn't think that that with paired with singing bring me to life would be good right but man and i don't know if it speaks to just how good that song is but it's crazy how you can again you can hear you can tell that it's it's not quite right that there's just it's a little something off about it but in general it's it sounds pretty good and again to go back to what we were kind of talking about in one of the previous episodes about this who's getting paid for that right the eric cartman voice is owned by South Park, Park, right? Then you've got the song, Bring Me to Life, is owned by, you know, the record company, whoever owns it, or I don't know who has rights to those, but whatever, it's owned by whoever owns that. So then, 
<clears throat> this guy who makes this song goes out and says, oh, I'm going to put this, these two things together and AI is going to make it. <clears throat> and then he goes out and sells that cover or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of licensing or some kind of deal that has to happen Breaking with it. News. But what? Music news. Oh, what's that? Days? Days? Days to live. Who's Smash that? Mouth. Is that the lead singer? Is that the lead singer? End, yeah, the, all, the lead singer is in the end stages of liver failure and he's on hospice. Oh, man. That's so sad, dude. How old is he? Hey, how old is he? I'm looking. Oh, anyways, man, Smash Mouth, dude. You remember, uh, like, yeah, Rockstar, man, back in the, was that the late 90s or early 2000s? I, I don't that? remember. Oh, man. I mean, dude, I that. Oh, that's pretty old. I, I mean, you, you never hear the end of that song. No, nah, man, that song will still be going in perpetuity. I mean, Shrek, Shrek, uh, revitalized it, baby. Well, I, mean, I was going to say Shrek was, I, I don't think it was the thing that kicked it off, but it kept it fucking going for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, that's, true. A, that's but, fortunate. But anyways, back to the uh, AI thing. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's crazy to see where that's going to go. And just to see kind of what we were already talking about. Oh, shit. Now they did it. Now, now somebody took something ridiculous and made it. You know, a thing it's 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 making the rounds on on the the TikTok and the Instagram over you, there. You talking about the Cartman song? Yeah, it's it's making the rounds because there's a couple of people that I've asked about it, and they're like, oh yeah, I've seen that, and I'm just like, fuck man, there it goes. Now it's it's becoming a thing. It's 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 now a quote unquote meme, I guess, or whatever, right? It's becoming that, so yeah. it's gaining in popularity. <coughs> oh man, <clears throat> I don't want to say I hate it because it's uh, people find it entertaining or right. they think it's cool, but. <clears throat> I don't know how to word this if it's shitting on the original thing because it is comedic. It's like a parody. But then again, right, like there's yeah. people at, like Richard Cheese that they are like Weird Al Yankovic where they make parodies of songs and people are cool with that. And I mean, I don't know if I like Weird Al, Weird Al Yankovic. I mean, most people do because his songs are, I guess, hilarious. But yeah. for Cartman, dude, I don't know, man. That's too... <clears throat> It's it's too, it's a bit too much, I guess you could say. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. I think it is a little too much. I mean, it's it's crazy how good it is, and you you don't. I want again. I want to hate it, but man, it's like it just sounds pretty good. Uh, but it is. It, it's it's going to. I think it's going too far now. I think this is. <laughs> but then I also saw on this this website you can literally get any because I wanted to know. I had to know. I'm like, who the fuck is making the, what AI is fucking making this? And there's a whole goddamn website that you can literally find any. AI, any voice basically that's ever existed in, in, in history that was recorded, they have whatever. You could Google it. Any character, any person, it's like that was of any kind of fame or whatever. And you, there you go. You could just literally have, you could, you yourself could talk into a microphone and and then send it to them. How, how does it work though? So, so do, you, do you write text and then it reads no, it, it off? No, it, I don't know if that's an option, but the thing that I saw was basically you have to do an audio recording of yourself. Or of whoever singing, let's say the song, right? Yeah. And then, because originally that's how it got this this specific one got started. It would take it was marketed towards influencers and like YouTubers who wanted to try to have a music career or whatever. Yeah. And it would take them singing very shittily, and it would it would turn it into the AI would would scrub it and make it it's still their voice, but it sounds like they're a professional legit singer. And so they basically did the same thing with Wool. If we could input anything and, and teach it how to do whatever, it could do any voice. So then that was basically what they did. They you, they input into the one end of the algorithm whoever and of the recording of them and then you record yourself saying lines or doing whatever and then bam, 
it in 30 to 60 seconds once you upload it it creates it it spits it back out to you as a wave file and then you could do whatever the hell you want with it you know you want to i'm a fan of this isn't directly related uh-huh. to music but those memes of uh like the u.s president yeah, yeah, with yeah. like biden and, and they're playing minecraft and shit yeah <laughs> that shit is so good dude i, I love those yeah man the, or, or they're sitting there and, and they're going on and one of them's on a date and he's like he's like they're like talking into his ear like oh man yeah, those are good, but that's that's I didn't know I didn't realize that that's that's what's making those is AI is making those things. Someone is yes, inputting the information to, you know they they're writing it. Someone's writing a script of like, oh okay, this is what this guy's gonna say. This is what this guy's gonna say. But then they're just plugging it in there, and boom, it's coming out. It's happening. Here it is, and then now it's you know it's a meme. So it's it's just crazy to see how powerful already this technology what, is what do you think about this so we have uh what, what if we have somebody that doesn't have a ton of talent right like uh, uh. uh it doesn't have it, it doesn't matter if it's like male or female but let's say they're attractive right yeah what if what if what if you skip the talent part and just when you're talking about like the ai voices because you know auto-tune exists right right yeah so like how much smaller is the barrier to become a star where like you have people that can just sing a little bit and then just you can hey, you, know, you sound like you sound like Mariah Carey or some shit. Right. Like I have a perfect example of this. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, do you guys remember the song The Reason by Hoobastank? No. Oh yeah, I remember that song. Okay. Hoobastank was a band. I loved them. I listened to their album, I was a huge mega fan of them, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And um they were gonna come perform live. My uh-huh. mom and I were gonna go to this concert because uh-huh. they were fucking awesome. And we kept hearing they suck live, they suck live. We're like, ah, shut up. Everyone has their opinion. We heard them live on a show. They sounded nothing like they do when they were auto-tuned. Nothing. But don't you think we realized, like, and they disappeared because they were awful. So it's like, don't you think, you know, once you go to perform, no one's going to listen to you because you sound like shit. But don't, uh, like for DJs, DJs have pre-recorded sets. Like right, them, yeah. them just doing right. this, that's all performative. And the same thing with artists like Britney Spears didn't, well, I'm not targeting her specifically, but, but like to choreograph, do the dancing and also sing, that takes a lot of energy. Yeah, and so you she still, lip sync constantly. Yeah, yeah so everybody yeah. slips. So there's no reason for you, you to be. do that, you, yeah. It's like. Like why wouldn't you just do that if you if you sound shitty? Like why didn't Hoobastank just just have a backing track playing and then they're just pretending like they're doing it? Like or they just play the instruments and then like yeah, the or, vocals. yeah, the vocals are just it's it's a it's a track like you know and the guy's just like pretending you know that he's singing. Bad managers, <laughs> I guess, man. That is that is a terrible decision, man. That seems like pretty pretty basic. They were uh, fucking rad. I listened to their album on repeat and then yeah. hearing them live, they're I'm frauds. Like, no, seriously, they were horrid. Um, all right. I don't know how to ask this question, but sometimes I think music can also. There, there's this guy named George Clanton, right? And he makes. Or, no, oh, wait, no, you're good. All right, cool. Uh, so there's this guy named George Clanton, and he makes uh-huh. vaporwave music, and it's like, I guess you could call it kind of rap. It's very strange, uh-huh. but it's cool. Like it's it's something from like the early 2010s, right? I went to go see this guy perform and he wasn't the reason that i was there yeah and uh i went to go see this other band called magdalena bay and i was uh, if i say this out loud i'm probably i'm i'm never going to be able to talk to any of the luminel records uh-huh. artists i just know because 
I, I saw Magdalena Bay and I wasn't all that impressed. Like their yeah. album was so fucking good. I th- I think it's like one of the best albums I've heard in like the last decade. But I went to go see them. They were boring. And um and I saw George Clanton, the guy that could barely sing for his fucking life. His performance was like far better than uh, Magdalena Bay's. Like the dude was, he had fucking this like blow up alien and he had like these yeah. light fixtures. And I'm like, this guy is creating an experience. And despite the fact that he's not an amazing vocalist, but the music is like cool and he's doing all these things. I'm like, sometimes music can't even, it, it doesn't have to be about like the, uh, the technical things or like the, the talent itself. It's sometimes it could just be an experience. And I'm not, I don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think what, about that? So, so was he like the, the headliner or was it the other He one? was the headliner. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So then, I mean, he, he obviously he knows what he's doing, right? Like, yeah. And yeah, I think that that could be the inverse of what, like you were talking about with who was staying, Katie, the, Oh yeah, man. They make a good album, but then they're real shitty live. There could be maybe people like don't maybe their album's not that great. But man, when you go to a show and you go see them live, oh shit, man they they put on a they put on a spectacle of of a performance. And you know maybe maybe that's where where they thrive and where they want to do. It. And I think that's cool. I think that's a valid thing to do. Is hey, man, if that's your thing that you do really well because again not everybody's going to be able to do everything a thousand percent all the way a hundred percent you know to everybody's liking and standard but it's just different audiences <clears throat> like that was one thing on the opposite side of the spectrum that my mom and i really enjoyed when we went to go see heart there was no pyrotechnics there was no lighting there was no anything fancy it was just pure talent but then you go to right. some show like when we went to go see Chris Angel, he's not the best oh, music, yeah, yeah. magician there ever was, but yeah. it was a great and tantalizing show yeah, because man, there was. was so many <laughs> it was, it pyrotechnics was. and lights and sound effects and the pageantry. The pageantry, pageantry yeah. yes. damn, it was just so good. And that's, but he's not that great of a magician. No, and that's he really isn't. But like the pageantry of it, and that's really yeah. where it just what falls under your demographic, I guess. Right, because that's something I can appreciate. If you're not that technically proficient or that good at whatever it is you're trying to perform, but man, you put on a show. I can get behind that, you know. That's 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 like that's part of the thing itself. So like but you then said, you have with people that guy, who can do both, like Taylor Swift. Sure, yeah, that's true. I she mean, she has a lot of pageantry, but she also has true. a lot of talent. Right, that is true. And so then maybe that's why she's you know a headliner, uh, made event. That's why and, she's the goat. And maybe I would just be like a low end um, jobber mid carder where I'm just like you know <laughs> barely. I'm lucky to have a job and like you know, but man, I could put on a good show. You know, it's wild. I think she's speculated to make a billion dollars uh, from her world tour, Dang. and she's paying. I think she's paying like the staff a hundred thousand dollars each. Yeah, she Damn. just gave like her drivers like a hundred thousand dollar bonus. Like she's known to be very philanthropic towards her staff. I mean, shit, dude. If you're making a billion fucking dollars, like that's a that's a hell of a feat. And you're like, yeah, why not share the wealth for the people that are hooking you up? Yeah, that's true. That are help making help making it helping make it possible there we go that's the way to say that and that's kind of like a nice uh <clears throat> nice thing to hear because you i mean how often do you hear about artists being shitheads or being oh, like, never true, meet yeah. your heroes dude yeah. never meet oh, your heroes man dude that is that is for sure dude that is one i <laughs> yeah you never want to meet your heroes but yeah that's 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 a good thing to hear yeah that 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 she's she's spreading it around a little bit you know mm-hmm. helping out all right what, what are we at in time oh i was gonna say that that ironically you said that's a nice thing to hear i say i said i think this is also a nice way to end the podcast yeah. um on we're at an hour and 45 we've gone we got an hour and 45 minutes oh, that's so that's cool, pretty yeah. good we we got a lot of we got a lot of uh, play out of this one so that was okay. nice that was cool i uh, hopefully you're welcome yeah, you're welcome. Oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know what? At her for that. Or no, don't no, at me, bro. For that fucking, you're welcome. That I'm was, going uh, private. 
Oh, well, that's probably smart, actually. After this, you probably should. <laughs> I'm going to get a bunch um, of like skinheads yeah, trying to dock Probably. Me. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> They'll be quite surprised if they show up. That's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I may be a liberal, but my um, husband is definitely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- anyways, thank you for listening if you listened this far, and we hope that you enjoyed it. And if you liked Katie being on and you want to hear her more, you know, hey, fucking let us know, you know. Um, and if you don't, let us know. Uh, nah, if you don't, I don't really want to hear it. But you know, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. But uh, whatever, I guess. Uh, anyway, so if you enjoyed it and we provided you with an hour and 45 minutes of entertainment uh you know go ahead and uh, like us on instagram and uh subscribe not not subscribe but follow us uh at game rage magazine on instagram and tiktok www.gameragemagazine.com and uh, again thank you all for listening and we'll catch you on the next one that was the game rage music show thanks for listening